Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. <coughs> Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices that yonder breaks a new and glorious morn fall on your knees oh hear the angel voices oh night divine oh when Christ was born, oh, night divine, oh, night, oh, night divine. Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Thursday, two days before Festivus, four days before Christmas, December 21st, 2023, second to last show of the year. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn and this is my show. I am the creator. I am the music engineer, producer, all that good stuff, key grip, uh, mixer. I'm reading a book uh, that David Byrne wrote right now. It's all about you know creating music and stuff. And I got down this whole rabbit hole of the first ever Edison phonograph from like the late 19th century or whatever. And it's still it's such a mind blowing thing how like music recording ever started in the first place. The whole, just the idea of like you have this wax cylinder basically that you can like inscribe grooves onto and then it'll play back and based off of the the grooves that the needle reads it will send electric signals back to you know this transformer essentially like optimus prime that can then like produce the sound based off of the little rivets in this wax it's just it's absolutely nuts man how we ever uh how Edison ever figured that out in the first place. But we're coming to you live on a Thursday night here. Our Christmas episode just got back from the brewery, uh, Beguile Brewing, and uh, had a couple of drinks there. I wrote, I prepared for this episode. I wrote uh, some fantasy football stuff. I was doing a little bit of work, not very much. But um, it's, you know, it's it's Christmas time. Thank you to that royalty-free uh, piano accompaniment of Oh Holy Night on YouTube. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends across the globe. Really happy holidays, whether you're really into 
uh, Christmas, which is coming up, Hanukkah, which has passed, or Kwanzaa, or I don't know, you know, do do Muslims have, is, is there like a holiday season for Muslims? I mean, I know they've got plenty of holidays, um, but is there anything going on this time of year? That I don't really know. So if you are one of the multitudes of Pakistani listeners uh, who have graciously made us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan, thank you for uh, for tuning in. Uh, go ahead, uh, whether you're Khyber Pass, Hyderabad, Karachi, New Delhi, whatever, email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com, and let us know what are sort of those Muslim high holidays uh, this time of year. Um, and, and, you know, what should we give, be giving shout-outs to? Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Um, I also want to mention, speaking of Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com, you can always, uh, a reminder, and I encourage you to do this, go to BeantownPodcast.com. Specifically this time of year, check out the blog. Uh, we just posted a new blog post earlier this week about a uh, recent uh, time when a Jaguar tried to get into our apartment. So go ahead, check that out. You can subscribe there, and that's going to allow you to basically just punch in your email address, and you'll just get a quick little notification anytime there's a new Beantown blog posted like like this week. So if you haven't read that new blog post yet, go ahead and check it out. Not very holiday themed, so maybe wait until the 26th, I don't know. Um or you know, get in before you start feeling too festive. Go ahead and, you know, just thread the needle a little bit, if you will. We are drinking Rebel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is the cheap stuff. Not cheap in so much as it's like, oh god, this tastes so bad, you got to plug your nose and try to get it down. Just cheap in terms of price, right? Cheap can refer to how something tastes, the quality of it, or it can just be how much you forked over for it. This stuff I've had many times before. It's certainly nothing special. There's nothing fancy about it. It's on the bottom shelf at Jewel. But you know what? It is what it is. And sometimes you just need a little bit of whiskey. This stuff is especially good. This is like, this time of year is one of the only times of year I do it. I really ramp up before we hit dry January in uh, 10 days here, but... Where depending on the type of beer, I will like take a little bit off the top, if you will, a couple sips. I was doing this yesterday, and then you uh, replenish with a little bit of whiskey. And if you if you do it right, it doesn't ruin the flavor. Um, it just kind of makes it a little bit stronger, and then you know, obviously, you can taste it, but it's like not so bad that it's you know terrible. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that. I was doing it yesterday, uh, dude. I was uh, I finished my run, had my trail mix working from home this week and then uh, i was like you know what i haven't done in a while played a little bit bit of gta 5 i know they got the trailer um out there for gta 6 is coming out in the new year but i was like you know what i i'm down to like turn on some flame bullets and super swim speed and run speed and invincibility and stuff and just wreak havoc so did that had a couple beers a, a new belgium christmas ale and uh uh, what did I? What else did I have? Oh, uh, a, a modest Imperial IPA. It's which is already like nine percent. You add a little bit of whiskey on top. Oh boy, over the edge. But you know what? Just I turn on some Paramore. I'm gunning down citizens on the beach. I'm drinking, you know, a, a festive beer with some whiskey on top of it. it, it that's what the holidays are all about. Um, we're doing we're doing our eulogy, a long overdue um, in memoriam segment here for the social media platform Facebook. Nothing says Merry Christmas like a little bit of Facebook talk. I'll I'll say this. So 
before we before we get into that, let me just set the scene very briefly. This is something that I could have done like over a year ago. It's not like, oh yeah, just recently Facebook started becoming irrelevant. Like this thing has been off the grid um, for me at least and most people I know uh, for a while. It's not like, oh, it it finally came to this, came to a head this week and we had to do a eulogy for it. I just like haven't gone around to it and I didn't really have much else. We, we've talked Christmas the last couple episodes and I was like, you know what? This today is actually going to be the eulogy. Now, this isn't a turning point where it's like now I will never visit Facebook again after this. I still kind of bop in and out that sort of thing, but I think what's going to happen essentially is like I have, um, you know, on my phone, you know, you have a bunch of different apps. I don't actually have the Facebook app. I've always just used the um, used Safari but made like a bookmark on my phone and then it just looks like the Facebook app but it's just the web version. Um, but, you know, base, have, I would say like 75% of the time that I am on my phone and I just want to access the web browser because the Facebook icon is just right there in the middle of my phone, what I do, and this sounds really stupid, but it's just it's just kind of a natural habit that's formed over time, is I physically click on the Facebook icon so it opens up Facebook.com, but before it even loads, I'm like, there's nothing on here for me. So I just click into the the URL to go wherever I want to go, you know, Twitter or X, whatever, Reddit, ESPN, whatever I'm trying to do. And I think what, what today needs to mark the turning point as is I need to officially just like replace the Facebook icon on my, my iPhone's homepage with either something else or just get rid of it. But I'm, I'm nervous because if you just get rid of it, it changes the whole synergy of the rest of your iPhone, right? I'm one of those people who is like, my fingers, my eyes are very much trained and conditioned to know exactly where like each one of my apps is, at least the ones that I use frequently. And so if I like removed it, so right smack dab in the middle of my phone right now, I think that would, that, that could be risky. It could throw off the whole feng shui uh, F, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever seen that written out before. I'm going to guess before I type F U N G space. See, shui is like, what, what is that? It's, it's Japanese, but I have no idea. It's not like S C H W A Y, right? That would be like German feng shui. Um, I don't know. How do you get the shui sound in Japanese? I've never seen that before. I got, I just got to guess F U N G space S S E-I? I don't know. That would be like feng, feng say. But let's see here. We're learning stuff. Feng. I was close. Uh, kind of. I was like 50% of the way there. Feng shui. F-E-N-G. So it's like feng shui. Feng shui is what it looks like. F-E-N-G space S-H-U-I. So it looks like feng shui, but it's actually feng shui. So it is what it is. I don't feel that bad. Uh, messing up the fong, the U versus the E. That doesn't make me feel that bad. The shui is just like, I don't even know where to start. There weren't like consonants and vowels that could make that work. Um, but maybe that's, you know, that maybe that's what I'll be doing with Facebook. It's still, it, and I well, look, we're going to get into this in a second. I do have a palindrome of the day. I've got a little bit of trivia, bonus trivia. And, um, uh, oh, I want to check in on uh, the Rice Lake Chronotype Police Log. So we'll jump into that in a second here, but I will just say this to kind of wet our whistles with Facebook. Oh, also as a heads up, this is not going to be a super long episode because I'm like crazy hungry. It's about 6.45 at night. We got a football game coming on soon here. So I know I always say that, but now I actually like have something happening in like 30 minutes that I want to do. So it's we're just going to get through it, and then that'll be your Christmas episode. But, you know, Facebook 
was this is not even what I wanted to say. I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. What I wanted to say is like there is still some use. Like if there is a a business like like a bar or a restaurant that doesn't have their own website and you're like you want to check hours or you just want to see like what this place actually looks like or like are they active? Are they posting are there any specials events or anything? It's like you can go to their Facebook page, which is free to maintain, I think, versus like paying for a website and you can like check those things out. So that's good. And it's nice for, like, the three relatives I have who use it and, like, post stuff there because otherwise I'm not, like, calling or texting them. And, you know, frankly, they're not on Instagram. They're not on Twitter. You know, it's just, like, you don't have that social connection otherwise. And I think I use I use Facebook Messenger for one group chat right now. It's a my fantasy football uh, college league. That's how we still communicate with each other is just the Facebook group check. So we've been doing it for like eight years at this point. And when we started, that was, you know, like a very common way of communicating. Other than that, dude, I thought my phone was broken for a long time. Uh, not my phone, my Facebook, because up until very recently, I would go to Facebook on my phone. You start scrolling down the newsfeed and it's literally like 80% of the posts were just sponsored content. It wasn't like, oh, I follow this person or I'm part of this group. Which I think it's a it's a balance between two things. One, the people that I follow, the people I'm friends with, the groups I'm part of, pages I follow, whatever, they just aren't active on Facebook, and like much like how I'm not active on Facebook, um, and so there's just not anything to see if you're just like only wanting to see content you're connected to. So that's that's like 25 percent of it. The other 75 percent of it, though, I think Facebook is just like terrible in that they're like, yeah, we're just going to show you it. Uh, uh, we said listener discretion already, right? A uh, shit ton of ads, and we're just going to push stuff that we know you like. Like, for me, it was like half of my timeline or feed, whatever you call it these days, was just like random sports stories that some some of them were like well-vetted, some of them weren't. But the worst part about it is like you would see these, and it would be, you know, I'd be scrolling through, let's just say, this past weekend, and it would be showing you like a react, some sort of reaction story in football from the weekend before a story that would have been published like five days before. And they're now just showing it to me as sponsored content. And it's like, why, if you're going to go through the hassle and the effort of like showing me shitty sponsored content that I don't want to see that someone else paid to get in front of my eyes, don't show me something that's like five, six days old, especially it's, if it's like online shopping or something, it's just like a product that is there and will continue to be there. Fine. But if it's an ESPN article or bleacher report or some, some, you know, company I don't care about, I don't follow. And it's like, Brock Purdy threw for three touchdowns against this team, and it's six days ago. And it's like, I don't, like, what are we doing here? Why are we showing this to me? So for all these reasons and much more, that's my grape with Facebook. Today's, we'll, we'll get into you know, the top 10, uh, kind of my most nostalgic things that I'll miss the most about, uh, excuse me, like the heyday of Facebook. We're not talking like, excuse me, big belch. We're not talking like last year. We're digging into the Wayback Machine. I mean, Facebook was founded in, what, like 2004 or something like that, and it really kind of became a prominent thing like two or three years later. But uh, we're going to be going through 10 items that uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss. And it's associated with, like, your you know teenage years and stuff uh, for me, even, like, slightly before that. I think I got a Facebook when I was, like, I don't know, probably, like, 12, something like that. It was probably, like, 2007 maybe even like 2006, something like that. Hard to remember, but it was a big deal. That's the thing about it is like Facebook was the platforms. Like all my friends were on it. 
it was just like that's where the stuff was happening, especially as a homeschooled kid who wasn't like showing up to school every day. Um, you know, it was like you're talking to people on there, you're seeing what they're posting, you're seeing like the photos that they uploaded from, you know, this past weekend, they were having a great time. Of course, you didn't get invited. You know, it was just like, um, you know, that was the place to be. And it's just very much not the place to be anymore. So it is what it is. Uh, today's palindrome of the day, uh, three days uh, from now is December 24th. And you know that is Christmas Eve. So very simply put, today's palindrome of the day is Christmas Eve. Let's check in on, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and it's kind of hard to find sometimes. It's like, sometimes it feels current and updated, sometimes it's not. So I, I was able to find something in here that was current and updated. Uh, but before we, we jump into that, this week's, uh, let's call it a small town check-in of the week, new segment here in the Beantown Podcast. Uh, this week's small town check-in of the week is brought to you by our friends at Home Pride, Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you're going to have to call someone who's safe, certified, uh, someone who's ready, you know, get get their roof ready for Santa Claus. He's going to be landing. Hey, he's got a sack full of toys for approximately, I don't know, 3 billion kids around the world. Um, so it's going to be heavy. Plus those reindeer, there's what, eight of them plus Rudolph. I, okay, take your best guess. This isn't our trivia question of the day. Uh, but this is an interesting one. This this is relevant. The question is very simply, you know, get as close as you can. I don't care if you go over. It's not, I'm not Bob Barker. Rest in peace. How many pounds, or if you're in Pakistan, how many kilograms does the average adult male reindeer weigh? And I'm going to guess too before I Google search. So, you know, a reindeer is like, like a white-tailed deer, but just thicker. It's like an elk, basically, caribou. Reindeer and caribou are the same thing. Now, with that in mind, it's not terribly helpful because I don't actually know how much. But I'm guessing if you, like, hunted a buck, like a white-tailed buck or something, and lifted that thing, I assume it would be, like, I don't know, tough to say. Their legs are very just, like, bony. Um, I don't know, probably, what, like 200 pounds, maybe a little bit less than that. I don't know. Let's uh, So uh, before I Google search, a caribou is bigger than that. I'm going to guess an average uh, reindeer would be, like, I'll say like 322 pounds is my guess. How much does a reindeer weigh? All right, get your uh, guesses in. I feel pretty good about this. Okay, this is um, this is not super helpful. PBS gives the biggest range of all time, and it seems like they're not the only ones. So the first thing I saw was a Google search that just had it on top, like Google presented it. It says 350 to 400 pounds, which is why, when I felt pretty good. And then PBS was like, males can weigh anywhere from 140 to 550 pounds, depending on the time of year. Is that, is that what it's saying here? Um, yeah, depending on the time of year. 140 to, dude, I thought when I went from like 230 down to like 160 whatever i got down to i thought that was a big variation imagine going from whatever i just said 550 down to 140 that's like that's insane so there you go i guess 322 i think i was pretty close okay i feel pretty comfortable with that guess so there you go but home pride oregon look if you're gonna have all that stuff on your roof maybe messing up the plumbing santa's gonna make a pit stop whatever it is Call the experts at 541 Tell them Quinn sent you or go to HomePrideOregon.com or email HomePrideOregon at gmail.com. HomePrideOregon inspection perfection this holiday season. Of course, our, Sam, uh, our friends at the Samsung Q2U series are delivering us crisp, clear audio quality. 
was able to kind of pick up the beautiful piano accompaniment as well as my rich baritone voice to start the show. And you're only going to get that from a Samson uh, Q2U series, especially if this, your songs are particularly pious. I had a little bit of nostalgia uh, this afternoon. I finished my run. I was in the shower. And it reminded me, especially this time of year, it's like, you know, reminding me of being a swimmer in high school swim season. This is like peak swim season where, you know, your practice times get messed up. It's like all of a sudden you're practicing at like 10 in the morning versus after school. Um, but you take a little bit of extra time in the shower. You're pushing yourself because it's peak training season, but you're also like not trying to, you know, not trying to have a terrible time. And we would always, uh, you know, stand in the shower at Rockford College afterwards, sing some songs. There were two big ones we sang. One was, uh, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul rejoice. Uh, and then the other one was doxology, um, which is, um, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. And we would really get some rich harmonies going. Even though none of us were particularly strong singers, I think we had, like, most of us who sang had basic understandings of, like, harmony, uh, which was it was kind of funny. And you get that echo going in the, uh, the Rockford College shower, uh, the Seaver... Uh, physical education center so good stuff there rest in peace rockford college pool gone uh but never forgotten uh, all this is to say when god speaks or when the rockford christian men's uh, boys swimming team sings they use a samson i wish we had samson in there to pick up those acoustics mm, could have done a whole christmas album and of course our good friends at uh, cuts by q did a nice little back of the neck shave little front of the neck shave I accidentally took a very small chunk out of the beard on my left side, and I was like, do I want to go kamikaze and just get rid of the whole beard, or do I just want to have like a cool bare spot, like a Christmas tree? And I was like, it's festive. You got to go for the Christmas tree look. So we got a bare spot. Uh, it's not so bad. It'll, you know, like two days from now, no one will even notice. Uh, but that's all thanks to our friends at Cuts by Q. When you need a fresh do something, snap your new call the experts. At Cuts by Q. Okay, let's uh, check in our small town check-in of the week. This is from the December 20th yesterday Rice Lake Chronotype Police Log. And uh, as a reminder, the Police Dispatch Center receives several hundred calls weekly. The small sampling below shows their diversity. Uh, Okay, this was actually from Monday, December 11th, 8.50 a.m. Town patrolman advised of a littering complaint. Someone dumped a bunch of trash, including a bank receipt belonging to a male subject. Patrolman will hold on to the receipt. 11.20 a.m., two and a half hours later, en route to male subject's residence. 11.27 a.m., nobody will come to the door, 20th Street and 23rd Ave, Rice Lake, Wisconsin. If you're curious, I just looked it up. That's about, I don't know. A block. They don't use blocks in northern Wisconsin. Like half a mile from my uh, grandfather's house. So, uh, rest in, well, he not, doesn't live there anymore. It's no longer my grandparents' house, but uh, uh, grandfather's house when I was growing up. So, 
Watch out. Don't litter. Moral, moral of the story here from the chrono today. Don't litter. Especially if you're going to litter. Don't be a, like, you're so stupid if you litter and you throw out a bankery seat in there. Like, if you're going to litter, like, go to Quick Trip. Get one of those styrofoam cups that's ter- terrible for the environment. Throw that out. Or, like, a pizza box or something. But putting your name on your litter is just, that's yeah, just stupid. Uh, let's do our uh, top ten. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna waver on these too much. Uh, let's get through them pretty quickly here. But our top ten Facebook features that I will miss the most. You know, the majority of these are. Well, maybe not the majority. A lot of these are long gone already. It's not like today's the final day where I'm not doing this anymore. It's just like they were things a long time ago, though, uh, and they were fun. So coming in at number ten, then we'll close out with our trivia. The like button. And that's going to come back around for our trivia question in a second here. Uh, but the like button, it was revolutionary. You can say, you know, you can give people instant approval or you can ignore them. And it has been interesting. I would say over the last, probably at this point, like six, seven, eight years, just to see how like a combination of people using Facebook Glass, Facebook changed their algorithm a ton like seven years ago. And it blacklisted a lot of people, a lot of content. It was very, you, know, you could see very clearly like, the decline just in my own posting is I was still posting regularly on Facebook in all sorts of things. You, you know, at one point you might get like 30 likes and then you post the same type of thing a week later and then it'd be like 25. And then next thing you know, a year later, you're getting like seven likes on stuff. Um, even, you know, you can use the show as a barometer. I mean, this is our sixth year. We're about to start year seven in two weeks here. And, um, you know, we used to post, and I, I don't think it's solely because our content sucks so much uh, has declined so much in the last six years. I think it's uh, largely gotten better, but it used to be like, hey, 10 likes, Beantown Podcast post 15. Now it's like, oh, I got up to three. That was a win. Uh, again, I think it's a lot of just like people aren't using it anymore, which I get. I'm not, I'm not liking stuff on Facebook anymore, but I think it's also just like Facebook stopped showing my stuff to other people because your feed is 80% sponsored content. So the like button revolutionary, you know, now we got these reactions and stuff. I love doing like a, like a wow reaction on stuff. Cause it's kind of, uh, you don't really know exactly what I'm trying to say with it, which is great. Cause I usually don't either. Uh, number nine birthdays. This is still something Facebook is great for, even though a lot of people don't have their birthdays on their Facebook profile. I like it because it's a good reminder. If you like come across someone who you want to be friends with, you want to like stay in touch with them. Uh, but you just haven't made an effort. It's nice to be able to see, oh, hey, this person, you know, it's their birthday. Let me sh- send them a quick text. Sometimes it's over Facebook, but usually it's just a quick text. And, you know, wish them a happy birthday. And, you know, you might not hear back from them. You might spark up a conversation, whatever it might be, somewhere in between. Uh, the birthdays feature is nice. I've had I've had it on before. I've had it off before. I have no idea what I currently have it at. But birthdays coming in number nine. Number eight, this used to be all the rage, man, profile pictures. And there, look, there are still profile pictures. But when I say all the rage, at least for me in my circle that I was part of growing up, when you changed your Facebook profile picture, it was like, this is, this is an event. You know, nowadays people have Lakers games and, uh, you know, GTA 6 is coming out and Christmas Eve services. But back in the day, we had changing our Facebook profile picture. That was a huge deal. And within that, there used to be cool things like, uh, like uh, December. At least among my you know circle of fifteen year old friends, December was Pokemon profile pick December. So you would change your Facebook profile picture for just a month to your favorite Pokemon. I think my favorite one I ever used was Pikazard. 
there's like a tool online where you can like breed two Pokemon together and show <clears throat> a very pixelated image of what those two Pokemon combined would look like. And so I chose Pikazard. Good stuff, man. High quality entertainment. But yeah, you change your profile picture. I know I was always on the high end of like frequency in terms of doing that. But it wasn't like I was the only one changing my, my profile picture. Everyone was changing at some at some point. It was a big deal. It's like, what do you choose? What does your picture say about you? I just think that's not super common on any social media platform anymore, right? Like I think I've changed my Instagram profile picture like once since I've had Instagram for like six, seven years now. Um, Twitter, I think I've probably changed once. Um, Reddit, you don't even have pictures. But Facebook, back in the day, it was like, you change your profile picture, this is big news. Uh, number seven, something that it's, it, it exists in a certain capacity, but at least for me, it, it exists differently than how it used to. Groups. I used to be part of like these really stupid, purely just like for friends, social groups. And it was just like a, it was like a mini Facebook where like they had their own wall. You could post stuff on there, but it was like just existing within that group for those people to see. Uh, like a secret clubhouse almost. Now groups are more like uh, running clubs or like girls who stroll or whatever it might be or uh, like Lakeview News, you know, which I'm part of, Rogers Park News, so more kind of large-scale community things. And I'm sure or I imagine the like smaller-scale social things still exist. Um, and maybe it's just like because I'm not 14 anymore and I don't have those types of like friendships. But Dude, that was a big thing back in the day. It was like, you're in this group. It's like, oh, did this person post? Like, there's a huge comment thread going on in here. It's like, secret for us, only we can see it. Um, all sorts of those, like, this is this kind of expands outside of groups. But those things where, I don't know how to describe them. They would have some stupid title. It'd be like a long post with like 20 questions. And you just have to, like, answer your own questions. And then, like, take three friends. And they answer their own things, too. Chain mail, basically. But that was a big deal on Facebook. I didn't give it its own separate category here because I just thought of it. But those still show up on like my Facebook memories every once in a while. Uh, which, uh, by the way, let's give that an honorable mention here before we get to number six. Um, Facebook memories. And actually, we'll combine it with number six, which is the wall. One of like the OG Facebook types of things. Um, Facebook memories, you know, still is probably one of the only other things I use Facebook for. You like log in, you can see posts from... 5, 10, as much as for me, like 15 years ago. And yeah, they're super cringe and uh, not terribly like entertaining, but just kind of interesting, I guess is the best way to write it. Uh, but that's all comes from the wall. You know, it's just the whole Facebook experience before. It, Facebook, I guess, originally is like a, a feed of some sort, but then it became the wall where it's like you see all the, pe- all the things people are posting, their statuses. Your statuses on Facebook used to be a huge thing. Now you use statuses on Facebook to just like post a link or a photo or something. But back in the day, a status, it was just like you know, they, they would like start typing it for you. So it'd be like Quinn Furnace is feeling dot, dot, dot. And then your status would just be like finishing the sentence. Quinn Furnace is feeling dot, dot, dot. Uh, thinking about my own Facebook memories, like sad he has to go to piano practice or like happy that church got canceled or, you know, whatever it might be. That's what your status used to be. That's what your wall used to be. But it used to just be like a collection of those statuses and then pictures and images and stuff. And, oh, so-and-so changed their profile picture. Got to like it. Got to got to pump up those likes. So uh, the wall, Facebook memories coming in at number six. Rest in peace. 
Number five, we were crowdsourcing this whole operation this morning, and we got a, a number, multiple people writing this in. Farmville. And, uh, of course, Farmville is, is the most famous Facebook game of all time. So I just looped in and other games. Selling this to Rachel, another game that, that I played was uh, this geography game. I think they told you, like, the name of a, a city or something. I don't remember what it was. But you just have a world map, and you have to click somewhere on the map to try to be as close as possible. And the closer you got, the more points you got. There are many rounds, that sort of thing. You had to, like, reach a threshold of points to advance to the next round. So it was like, can you get to level 14 or whatever? Pretty fun. There was a, the Jetman game where it's like you hold down your mouse and your guy goes up. You release it. He comes down. And you have to avoid obstacles. That was, you know, it's like a horizontal scroller. That was a lot of fun because you can, like, choose different characters to play as. I think you could be, like, Kirby, which was kind of neat. But, yeah, Farmville, the OG I played it back in the day. Uh, my brother Jack and I both spent a lot of time on it. We like played it simultaneously. Back then, level 70 was as high as you can go, and I think they changed that, obviously, at some point. But level 70 was the OG max. Like You could beat the game by getting to level 70. Um, and it, for anyone who's too young to remember Farmville, you literally just like buy land and buy crops, plant them. It's all clicking, just clicking. That's it. Um, and you just click to harvest and I don't even remember, um, I'll, I'll look up a YouTube video of Farmville and like try to get a sense of what exactly went into that game after this. But if you don't know, go ahead and YouTube Farmville and see exactly what it looked like. I mean, it was, uh, just one of those things that's pretty stupid, but pretty addicting. I remember my brother Jack and I were always going up against our pastor, uh, Dave, in term, not like head to head, but just like trying to see who's going to get to level 70 first. And I think he did. Pastor Dave was like the first person I was ever uh, aware of who hit level 70. And then we would also play with my uh, long, long, long lost relative, Peter Edgar Furness, who's since passed away. He was a paraplegic living in New Zealand and uh, he played a lot of Farmville too. So good stuff. Rest in peace, Peter Edgar. Number four. Um, oh, I put this in twice. That's stupid. I messed something up. Um, so let's just say that I, I missed something because I put profile pictures number four, but it was also number eight. That's embarrassing. Um, I don't know how that happened. Um, let's just say that Facebook memories was a separate thing. And so Farmville was four. Number three, we already talked about for a second here, but Facebook Messenger, again, I still use it for one group chat. But here's here's where it was a big deal. When I was a kid, I didn't have AIM, and I think Facebook Messenger was like the heir apparent to AIM. I didn't have MySpace, and I certainly didn't have a phone until I was a junior in high school. So Facebook Messenger was like the way to communicate with friends. Uh, I don't know if there was ever – I don't know how long it took for like group messages to become a thing in Facebook Messenger. But for a while, it was just like one-on-one chats. You would see you know, who was online. You would log into Facebook. You would have a little pop-up on your bottom right-hand corner to see who was online, who wasn't. And then you could like start a chat with someone. And it would like pull up from the bottom. I guess it still kind of does that um, on Facebook right now. I just pulled up Rachel um, and I could send her a message if I wanted to. So, but it was, it was all the rage, man, especially like, oh, who's online? Who's not? That was a big deal. So Facebook Messenger, rest in peace. Uh, and even I, I use that all the way into college. I had like a bunch of different group messages going with friends and they would all be like slightly different iterations. So one would have these four people. The other would have like three of those four people. Another one would have five people, and it was just, like, hard to keep track of. But he used it a lot. So um, rest in peace. I pretty much – I don't remember the last time I, like, legit – I think I send birthday wishes out on Facebook Messenger a couple times, and there's one group chat I'm in. 
Otherwise, Facebook Messenger, um, don't really use it. So, yeah, there's not a lot in there. I guess there's some. It's it's more than I would have guessed originally. A lot of people who I've just, like, connected to on Facebook and I'm friends with, but not friends where I, like, see them every day or every month or whatever, and so I don't have their phone numbers. That's kind of Facebook Messenger. So I still use it and will continue to use it. Number two, photos. Look, Facebook was, like, the OG... I know Instagram and Facebook are synonymous now because they're both owned by Meta, but like long before Instagram was a thing, photos on Facebook was like the social place to have photos, to share photos, to tell people what's going on beyond just, you know, changing your profile picture, literally like albums of photos. Um, And I still have a ton on my, my Facebook account that you could like go back way in time and see those photos. I know my brother Walt, um, has always done a good job uh, or, or did a good job until we, we stopped using Facebook years ago, but um, of just like having tons and tons of photo collections. And I still, from time to time, will find myself going to his account and just like looking through old photos just for shits and giggles, really. So I will miss the Facebook photos. Um, obviously, it's been replaced long, long ago by Instagram, but still fun, still cool to think about. And number one on our list, the poke. It's stupid, uh, but is it as stupid as Farmville? I don't know. That's not for me to decide, but the poke was legendary. Poke wars. What did the poke even mean? It was like kind of flirtatious, but I never used it that way because I, w- I would play with like a homeschool mom and a friend from school, I think. Uh, so that's not how I used it, but I'm guessing that there were people who used it that way. But like, what what is the poke? It's just like, it's the lowest, eff- lowest effort way of communicating with someone. It's like telling them that you're here and that you thought about them, but you you couldn't actually take the time to put it into words. And that's how stupid the poke was. And I think it's completely dead. I don't think that's like a function on Facebook anymore. But, dude, the poke was legendary. So let's just um, let's just re- change things around here. The order is not going to be completely, excuse me, accurate because we messed something up here. But basically from 10 to 1, the like button, 9 birthdays, 8 profile pictures, 7 groups, 6 the wall five memories four farmville and other games three facebook messenger two photos and number one poke you can email us beantownpodcast at yahoo.com let me know what i missed that you would uh, also have shared on this list other facebook things that you know i was trying to do as much research as i can because things like a poke things like farmville uh, garage band cut out right there what i was gonna say is like i was trying to do research as much as i could to come up with things but Surely there are features that, you know, maybe they didn't last very long or whatever it might be that were phased out. So email us, beantompodcast at yahoo.com and let us know uh, what I might have missed there. Okay, let's finish up our Christmas special here with a trivia question. Here we go. Facebook themed. Before Zuckerberg and his cronies settled on the like button, Facebook engineers strongly pushed for this word in place of like. So it's the same functionality, same type of button. But instead of like, the button said this. And uh, I will tell you that it's, uh, you know, it's similar to, to like, uh, but it's more of like a, it's, it's not a verb, actually, it's an adjective. So it's not like follow or something like that or, or poke or like, it's actually an adjective. I don't have many more clues to give you because I don't really know how to describe this word. So take, a, take a, a second to guess if you would like, but if you want more time, go ahead and pause now. The answer, instead of the like button, originally Facebook engineers were in favor of the awesome button. So everything is awesome. Isn't that uh, from the Lego movie? Maybe that's where they got that. I never saw the Lego movie. I don't know. 
And I actually have a, it's Christmas, right? Christmas bonuses, Christmas gifts. I have a bonus trivia question for you. I mentioned Festivus is in two days. So here you go. Before the aluminum pole debuted in Seinfeld, what was the original sort of primary object celebrated by the O'Keefe family? The, you know, Dan O'Keefe was the author who came up with uh, Festivus and his uh, son, uh, was Daniel, was a writer on Seinfeld. And that's where they got Festivus from because it was like an, actually a real tradition in this family. Um, so from the 1960s, they didn't have an aluminum pole. That was a Seinfeld thing. What was the actual original sort of main centerpiece uh, of the Festivus tradition? Um, if you don't know it, you're never going to guess it in a million years because it's not even one thing. It's multiple things combined. So that's it's going to be tough to get. Uh, but maybe you know Seinfeld, maybe you know the history of Festivus, so maybe you know this one. Uh, if you need more time, go ahead and pause now. But here we go, the answer, and I learned this today. I uh, can't believe it. It is what it is. A clock in a bag nailed to a wall. I, I don't even, I, there's no explanation. I'm just looking at like my mantle right now where a Christmas tree is, and I imagine instead of the Christmas tree, what if I got like a, I don't know, not a grandfather clock, but like a, a decently sized clock. I pulled out like a, a hefty trash bag and my nail and a hammer and I just nailed it. Was the bag see-through? Like what was the point of putting the clock in the bag? These are the mysteries that make Festivus so magical. Uh, So there you go. Thank you all for listening. I hope everyone, whether you're Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, or whatever the the, uh, Muslim ones I forgot about were, uh, thank you for tuning into our show. Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope that you're having a great holiday season. Ten more days until dry January starts, so drink up, top off your beers with some whiskey, do what you got to do. My name is Quinn David Furness. This is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone. Let's get some outro music to play us out. No more singing, I promise. Uh, I will check in on you next time. Bye. Stay safe, stay sane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.